1: ny or text hope ny in new york
2: welcome on into the wolverine.com podcast clayton safety here with chris ballas and anthony broom who is live from indianapolis at the nfl combine there i believe in the media room uh with the headphones on there he just got done talking to Hassan haskins uh so we'll uh talk about some combine storylines heading in here to all the guys working out over the weekend we're presented by manscaped use the promo code 20 go blue for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. So, uh, you know, support our great sponsors there. Anthony, let's throw it to you first about Hassan Haskins, who was just at the podium, was dealing with that injury that held him out of the senior bowl. Might compete, it seems like, this week in in drills. I think it's a, a big week for him, especially with this 40-yard dash. What did you hear out of him?
3: Yeah, typically – you know, when guys come to this event, now that they have these pro days that they do, some guys will dip out of those events just to give themselves extra time to prepare for it. Uh, Hassan had revealed that he did suffer a high ankle sprain in the orange bowl. So that's why he pulled out of the senior bowl stuff. Um, uh, seems good to go healthy, ready to compete and ready to get into some of those events. Just not a hundred percent sure, uh, what he's going to participate in. So they will work. They will do their on-field drill work, uh, on Friday as we're recording this Thursday. So uh, we'll see what he's um, what he'll come up with. Other than that, uh, pretty light day for Michigan guys here. Andrew Stuber spoke a little bit earlier. Still need to sift through that. I I missed that session uh, on the way in, but uh, yeah, Hassan, we know what he is. He's a, to me, we were talking about before we record. He is a multiple year NFL player, at least a special teamer. I would think he'll probably be in a backfield rotation somewhere as a number two or a short yardage back. So Um, and we know the type of guy he is, the type of character he brings to the table. So I think that he'll do pretty well in these, you know, a lot of this is, you know, the interviews, the, the steak dinners right across the street at St. Elmo's and all those types of things. We know that he'll, he'll do, um, you know, he's, he's a very calm and and respectful guy and someone that a lot of his teammates looked up to. So we know Hassan and, and all these Michigan guys here, there's eight of them. I think they'll, they'll all test pretty well. And I think they'll interview very well too.
2: Yeah. Uh, Hassan Haskins weirdly is one of my, like things I'm most excited to track this week because I'm just intrigued. He has so many tools in the toolbox as a running back, but doesn't have quite the speed. Um, so I just want to see how he tests and like what his stock is coming out of this. Um, and I agree with you, AB, we, as we were talking before, he's going to be playing football for a long time. Uh, you know, he has different roles he could play Chris thrown to you. Um, Michigan's got all sorts of storylines heading in here. You have some of the under the radar type of guys like Chris Hinton, Vince, uh, Vincent Gray, and Josh Ross. You have the, you know, first rounders and David Ajabo, potential first uh, overall pick in Aiden Hutchinson, Dax Hill right on the line of first and second round. What are you most excited kind of to track here uh, during the combine and, and see what comes of it? <clears throat> Yeah, I, you know what? I'm not a big combine guy, and I never have been. I'll,
4: I'll be honest, because I think football players are football players. Measurables are important, and, and that's very true. And I think Hassan Askins is going to test, other than the 40, I think he's going to test extremely well. Uh, everybody talks about what a freak athlete he is, and we've seen it when he's leaping people and, and cone drills and things like that. Um, But more than anything, it's like Denard Robinson said when he was talking on John John Jansen's In the Trenches podcast. You look for football players, and I think that's what he is. I think he's one of those guys that – can stay in the league for five to seven years as long as he stays healthy. Uh, give people stuff on stuff, special teams. Um, you know, maybe be a Le'Veon Bell type back, not to that extent probably, but uh, I think he's really got the shiftiness and and the the football IQ and the and the want to uh, and the toughness to last in that league. Let's be honest, guys. That's a that's a man's game. So I love that about him. Um, other than that, you know, uh, Chris Hinton, how's he going to hold up? What's his strength like? That's something that I'm very interested to see. Uh, How strong is he? We saw some improvement from him, obviously this year, but, uh, you know what? I think he's got a long way to go. So I'm going to be watching that one as well.
2: AB, you're, you're down there here for the next two days. What are you most excited for beyond Haskins? And I know, you know, we haven't listened to what Stuber had to say yet, but. The rest of the guys, Uh, you know, there's a lot. Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, Aiden Hutchinson, that's going to be the the top battle I feel like people are looking at too.
3: Yeah, to kind of piggyback off what Chris was saying about the combine, I mean, to me, it's, you know, it's just another – it's another big networking event. Like we would go to job fairs and stuff. Um, I, I do think that what the, the on-field stuff is important. Uh, certainly for a guy like, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, that's a guy I'm watching. We know he's good. Now he'll test on Saturday. I'll be gone by then. But you know, how does that guy, what, what type of 40 does he run? What does he, you know, he's, he's another guy that was, uh, you know, has been mentioned as a freak athlete. And I think there's kind of been this weird narrative that, you know, in this Kayvon Thibodeau Aiden Hutchinson debate, that uh, Thibodeau's a, a far superior athlete, and that Hutchinson does everything he does just by power. I'm really interested to see how Aiden tests um, and all the explosive stuff too, and I think he'll test really well there. To be honest with you, so to me, that's the biggest storyline uh, for the Michigan guys is is one, um, you know, does does Aiden show that he has that that kind of stranglehold on being a top 3 pick which I believe he does and I know the teams down here are uh, are in love with him already uh, not many will have a shot at him a couple at the top of the board but uh, other than that David Ojabo I know there are questions about him we know that he'll test well Dax Hill I think will test extremely well this is an event that is tailor made for a guy like that um so someone to look at you know that, that can maybe get into maybe the middle part of that first round other than that um you know, Hinton, I share those same questions. We'll see uh, see how far he comes uh, between the time that the season ended and, and the time the draft comes. Vincent Gray is kind of on the, the fringe as well. Um, you know, Stuber, you know, where is he a guard? Is he a tackle? There, there are storylines with every single guy that's down here. So uh, it's, it's, it is interesting to kind of retweak your perception of what players are to what the NFL sees them as. Because we know Hassan Haskins, phenomenal football player. Phenomenal college football player. Um, how does that guy fit in at the next level? How does he? Because, um, like I said, the testing stuff is—it's you know, not the be-all, end-all, but you know, it does kind of—you know—if you don't run a fast forty or you're a step slow here or there, that does cap your pro potential. So, we'll see what happens there. Um, I, I like this group. I think they'll, they'll, there are several multi-year starters in this group. I think there are a lot of good depth guys in this group. Michigan always sends. Um, you know, high character guys. So it's just a matter of where did they set, you know, where do they wind up setting up on these boards coming out of this weekend?
2: Yeah. And David Ajabo and Dax Hill, as you said, they don't have a ton to worry about other, other than just completely screwing it up because they're such freak athletes as well. David Ajabo is more built for this than he is, you know, stopping the run and things like that. And that's not a knock on him. He's a specialist and, you know, there's a, there's a huge place for that in the NFL. Same with Dax Hill. I was reading some scouting reports on him, uh, one NFL executive said they don't feel like he stays dialed in, you know, in coverage uh, as much as he could. But there's buzz that he may run a sub 4-3 uh, or in the four threes in the 40 and be one of the top five guys, fastest guys at the entire combine. Um, so he's kind of got, you know, that side of things. like the, the football part, there's some questions there, but you can work that out. Same with the Jabo, but both are going to test really well. Um, anything else on the combine before we move on to some spring football talk and then hoops, Um, let's move on. Yeah. Let's, let's stick with football then and talk about the, the week of spring practice that has maybe been discussed more than any other week of any spring practice, because they're off in, in a weird scheduling quirk this week for spring break, but we'll get back at it, uh, on Monday, uh, starting back up in pads as of last Friday, um, you know, we, we talked about some of this stuff last week, but uh, Chris, I wanted to throw it to you first, I guess, and, you know, maybe anything that you're hearing or anything that you're feeling about this group as they, uh, you know, are still kind of embarking on spring ball.
4: Yeah, uh, they are very happy with a lot of their positions, guys, and the ones that they aren't are, are the obvious ones. The defensive line, again, losing Chris Hinton, uh, there's a chance, guys, that they're going to talk Donovan Jeter into coming back. And uh, that would be interesting and help depth up front, but they need some guys in the portal. Uh, There are guys working in the NIL department and trying to land some of these guys because that's what it takes. Let's be honest, guys, it's different now. Um, It's, it's all legal, right? It's like uh, you go out and you you can buy yourself a defensive lineman and uh, so to speak, and in the transfer portal. So um, I think you're going to see that happen um, where they're going to really try to bolster that position. Junior Colson's made a huge move. Olu Olu Atimi is going to be an upgrade at center and Andrew has had a really good year. Uh, He improved dramatically. And, and what a, what a, Michigan man, if you want to, if you know, for lack of a better word, what he per- persevered through uh, just to, to help lead Michigan to a title in that sixth year. But I think Oluwotimi a better, really a better athlete and a better center. And uh, some in the building have said he could have gone pro this year and been drafted. So that's really kind of a steal. So uh, very interested to see what the offense is going to look like with uh, out Haskins. Uh, are they going to rely more on the passing game and getting the ball into the, the playmakers hands? I will not use the words speed and space, but uh, I do want to see more touches for those guys. Uh, Donovan Edwards out of the backfield. I think you can use two back sets at sometimes and use him as a receiver on wheel routes and things like that. So Mickey Saner is still playing at nickelback. Let's see if he stays there. He's still listed as a wide receiver on the, on the roster so um how's that going to play out because that wide receiver room guys is just absolutely stacked and so um not ohio state type stacked but really stacked compared to just about everybody else in the conference probably more so than anybody else in the conference so um those are the things i'm watching and of course the quarterback battle um we'll see how that plays out it's going to be very interesting
2: Yeah, real quick before you jump in, A.B. Chris, smart of you not to use the word speed and space. Some people on Twitter out there will block you if you continue to use those words. (laughs) Go go ahead, A.B., I'll leave it there. No (laughs) comment. Physical, smart, and precise with the blocks. I like it.
3: Um, Yeah, I mean, I would would echo all the things that Chris has said also. You know, I've heard the feedback from the wide receiver room with Ron Bellamy there has been extremely positive so far to, I mean, I'm talking extreme, like same type of impact that Mike Hart had last year in terms of how guys are picking stuff up and learning with a dedicated position coach. Really excited to see how that develops. I think we've talked about that here before. Um, You know, something that as I've stewed about it, you know, since spring football started, I'm really excited to see how this young secondary comes along because yeah, they are, there's a lack of proven depth there, but it's a lot of guys, a lot of young athletic guys. They address their athleticism and their length in a big way during this recruiting class, this 2022 cycle. And I think a lot of those guys are going to find the field early. Will Johnson being one of them. I think Keon Saab will be in the mix. Uh, Zeke Berry's not there yet, but I think he'll wind up being in the mix with a good fall camp. So um, everything so far has, uh, you know, it seems like all of the, all the guys from position groups that, that I've heard some stuff from, everyone is, um, if there were any residual effects from what the Harbaugh situation and the outcome of the orange bowl, it's gone. Like they're, those guys are locked in. They've had a great uh, couple months of conditioning and workouts. And uh, my understanding is a pretty, pretty productive first week of spring football until, you know uh, this week, it's just kind of a, you hit the pause button on it. So everything's great so far. Um, it's exciting. I mean, I, I know, People ask, you know, what's what do you do once the football season's over? It's like, well, I just we just wait for more football, and that's um, you know, a lot of work's being put in right now. And you'd like to see uh, like to see some of those questions answered. I think they'll have to dip into the portal probably for a third running back. Uh, I know they'll give Tavier a shot in the spring to see if he can. Um, You know, you not replace Hassan Haskins, but you're going to need a power guy, a third down back to pick up some short yardage uh, situations. Um, And I don't know if that guy's on the roster right now. So that's probably somewhere they look in the portal as well as defensive line pass rushers, Um, even at linebacker. I think they could probably use another body or two, but, um, you know, you can't you can't plug all those situations. But like I said, right now, I think they feel pretty good about where they're at. I'll say this. You
4: can't. Part of the reason you can is because you're already over the scholarship limit. You're going to have to have some guys leave at the end of spring and then more guys leave if you want to bring other ones in. So that's part of it. So that's why they're kind of limiting it to the defensive line at this point. And then perhaps the running backs. Uh, I think that kind of speaks to Tavi Dunlap, too. Even though they'd say they like him, you know, you would think that, okay, because he's a bigger back, right? I mean, he's more more in the Hassan Haskins mold. So the fact that they're looking a little bit uh, makes you wonder, you know, he, it must just be that he's not ready.
2: Yeah. And he is intriguing to me because he was kind of the guy that they took knowing that they were probably going to or they were going to fight like hell to get Donovan Edwards anyway. So, you know, he was kind of just a, a take knowing that you wanted to get, you know, and thank God they got Donovan Edwards. Looking back on it. But as you said, Chris, that, that's what I was going to say, is easier said than done when it comes to looking to the portal. That's why they're, basically they're looking to Donovan Jeter in like the real life portal. He's in like a life portal right now. What's he going to do with his life? You know, take a shot at the NFL probably <laughs> and then potentially move on to another career if it doesn't work out. Uh, the USFL is a thing now as well. But it's like maybe we'll get you back. You can do an NIL deal and you can make, you know, as much as you would or whatever. And it's kind of the same thing on the basketball front when you. Think about some of these guys as well. If you're not a top-tier NBA prospect, you could potentially make more at Michigan. And I know you have to go to school and everything, but you get a degree. Donovan Jeter probably has a couple degrees by now based on how long he's been there, but uh, it's interesting. And Anthony, I will say this. uh, I've been thinking about, and you hear some buzz about the cornerbacks. um, It could potentially be as good uh, as last year because Vince Gray, while he was much improved, Still had his limitations. I'm fascinated to see what he does down there at the combine because he's one of those guys that I was surprised he got an invite, to be honest, and that Brad Hawkins didn't. I thought he, Hawkins was a snub and that he can still do some things in the NFL. Um, you talk about special teams, particularly with him. I think he has a future there as well if if defense doesn't work out. Um, but Will Johnson, is he good enough? Uh, this spring will be big for him. Is Jamon Green, who's going to be in his fifth year, Uh You know, sticking around—is he good enough to, you know, with his experience and everything, to lock down that spot? Maybe you move Will Johnson to the nickel. He splits time with somebody in different situations. Keon Sab and other guys. So the secondary is fascinating to me. I think it'll be a little worse, especially at safety, but they still have a ton of talent there that's young. And if they can fit some pieces together, I think it can be really good. Um, Anything else on on spring ball before we move on to basketball? It's a great time of year, isn't it? I mean incredible it is
4: uh, assuming they win tonight or win one of the next two games because I don't want to be covering the NIT guys so True.
3: Uh,
4: True. <laughs> and I don't think people understand let's get to basketball I don't think people understand this is a tough game tonight this is an Iowa team haven't they lost like one of their last seven and that was to Michigan yeah there's one seven the out of
2: eight and, and that game was right yeah. in the middle there to Michigan yeah
4: yeah, and that was at home. So what a big win for Michigan that was, and then but to win at Ohio State, uh, of course Nebraska did too. But uh, you know that's the weird. That's the weirdness of the Big Ten, guys. It's just uh, you never know what you're going to get on a given night. So, um, but uh, that's a big game. You got to win one of these next two, and then you're in, and then. Uh, let's see what happens because the ceiling for this team is, is relatively high, I think, if, if they're playing well. With Caleb Houston playing the way he is and credit him for turning things around and, and getting it, not really turning things around, but, you know, continuing continuing to progress. Everybody had these super high expectations for him. You know, halfway through, things started to click. He's playing better defensively. He's making shots, which is what he does. But some of the other things, some of the drives and dishes that he's doing, some of the cuts that he's making uh, have really been next-level stuff. So it's nice to see him come around, uh, and it's been fun to watch because, like Phil Martelli said, he's a great kid from a great family. So, um, But, yeah, uh, I'm interested to see what happens tonight, what their legs are like, because you want to talk about a team that likes to get up and down. Uh, That's Iowa. So and after spending uh, a good, you know, 30 something minutes sprinting back uh, against Michigan State's uh, offensive uh, pace that they're going to have to be come back and do the same thing tonight. So but I, I do like the way this team's coming together. I like their rotations. Um, I think Phil Martelli is doing a heck of a job, and the assistant coaches, Howard Isley and Saudi Washington, who I've always really thought highly of, uh, they're doing a fantastic job. So uh, that's the reason I love this time of year, and we've been spoiled, guys, let's be honest, for the last 12, 15 years with John Beeline and now Juwan Howard. I hope that continues.
3: Yeah, this is, I mean, a huge, huge is not even, is not a big enough word, it's not a huge enough word to describe how and what they have ahead of them these next two games um there's a lot as we've talked about to still play for in terms of the Big 10 tournament uh the four seed is not out of the question for them now that would include Iowa excuse me Iowa going 0 and 2 would include Ohio State uh, going 0 and 2 i also think that um there was one other scenario in there I they need Michigan, Maryland would have to beat Michigan state yeah they state. need
2: Maryland to beat Michigan state yep
3: so that's still in the running for them as of now. I think they would still be in the eight nine game, which would have us here. You know, at eleven. I said here because we'll be. I'll be back here a week from now uh, in the eleven thirty a.m. game uh, on Thursday. Uh, they could. Who knows? Friday is still in play for them. Uh, but right now, don't look ahead to next week. I think this is an extremely winnable game ahead of you. Uh, Iowa's played well, but as we talked about the last time that. These two teams played each other. I mean, Iowa has the profile it does on a site like Ken or with some of the analytics because they run up their efficiency margins against teams that aren't very good. Um, I think when Caleb Houston plays, and I said this before, they don't need him to be 21 points a game, Caleb Houston. If he gives them 14, 15, 16 like he did the other night and is really efficient as he typically is when he plays well – you know, you just see what that opens up for a guy like Hunter Dickinson and you know, a guy or even you know Devontae Jones driving the lane or or Musa Diabate or um you know, it's not a hot take. You don't need to be a basketball savant to know that if you are able to score the basketball and hit your shots from outside, it's gonna open things up for everybody else. And I'll say this too. I mean, we've seen some really, really good Hunter Dickinson performances in these two years that he's been at Michigan. For what my money's worth the other night, not just because it was a career high uh, with 33 points, that was the guy, you know, that was a national player of the year caliber performance from him. And I thought I know a lot of people were hoping that they would get a season's worth of that out of him, and he still quietly put up some very good numbers. Um, That guy shows up in these next two games and then into next week and then into the NCAA tournament if you get there. I'm telling you, I mean, it's. I made the bold claim a couple weeks ago or last week, whenever it was, that Michigan probably likely can't fulfill what the preseason hype on it was. That guy plays like that, and a guy like Houston plays like a lottery pick. All of a sudden, like, yeah, the resume is what it is, but all of a sudden, it's those are the, the things that we expected coming into the year. And, you know, given the right matchup, and you just get on a roll, and, you know, I would imagine when Juwan comes back. It's not going to be a deterrent. It will only be a boost for them. They could potentially set themselves up to make things interesting here. So I think them finding a way to get in the NCAA tournament, maybe if you can crack the second weekend of the NCAA tournament with this group, with how this year has gone, I think that would be an overwhelming success.
4: Yeah, I agree. And uh, the one thing I will say is I want to see how Caleb Houston, guys, shoots on a neutral floor because we've seen he's not been good on the road. He's been extremely good at home. Uh, if he can do it on the neutral floor, you know, that's where what's gonna make a huge difference. Uh and I wanna give I wanna say something about Devontae Jones. We've got a couple guys on the message board. For some reason they just cut him down relentlessly. And the guy's quietly had a really great second half of the year and really starting to get it. He's been one of the catalysts to this and uh and been fantastic uh at times. So uh credit to him for persevering as well. He's a big reason for the turnaround too.
2: Uh, yeah. A hundred percent. And speaking of that, something I was going to bring up, Chris, with I know it's tough. You have to run back and get back on defense against Michigan State, but you have a similar game plan there. So you can kind of plug that right into Iowa, who averages over 18 points per game in transition, which is crazy. One of the top marks in the country. But look at this. Devontae Jones, the silver lining of him picking up two fouls, one of them very, very dumb early in that Michigan State game is he played just 21 minutes. In that game, Musa Diabate, who went off for 28 points at Iowa and has a huge matchup tonight against Keegan Murray, played just 24 minutes. And Caleb Houston was at 28 because he sat uh, the second half of the first half with foul trouble, too. So a little fresher than maybe you would think coming off a 48 hour turnaround. As we mentioned uh, maybe last week that they're on spring break, so no class. So more time to get treatment, more time to sleep in, more time to watch film. Uh, All of that, I think, helps as well. But you're right. They're going to have to be fresh tonight. Bring the energy. It's senior night. It's spring break, so the energy's down in terms of the student section, but this is such a big game, and it's it's going to be very tough because Iowa's playing much better than they've played all season long. The defense is now in the last month down to top 50 in the country, which is like, for them, that's like top 10. Uh, it's 80 for the year, so that tells you how bad it was even before that, so they're improving there. Um, Keegan Murray's not going to go 9 of 23 tonight. I think he's going to play much better and not probably cramp up like he did last time as well. So I think you're right, Chris. It's not like, oh, we beat him on the road. We automatically get to beat him at home. No, uh, it, it's not a shoe in. But I do think Michigan will win this game. There's desperation on the line. Um, it's, it's you know, you just held Michigan State to nine transition points. That's going to be huge tonight as well. Um, and I, I just feel like that with the way Houston shooting at home and, and the way Michigan's playing at home, they should be able to get it done.
4: And one thing that I'll say is you aren't going to see them going under ball screens like they did against Michigan State. Not can't. Brilliant. Yeah. No, by Saudi Washington. It's going to be a different game plan in that respect. In transition, these guys are going to be lighting threes. Bohannon's going to be shooting from the block, yum, right? Yep. So yep. at midcourt. So that's where you got to pick up. And it's going to be different because the floor will be spread a little bit more. Um, so your transition defense will be a little bit different. But at the same time, you're going to, you should be able to score some points, too. So uh, that's what's going to be intriguing to me. Uh, I'm just glad to be back watching ball again. And I'll say this, after that Ohio State game on Sunday, uh, let the starters rest until Thursday. Because, uh, you know, maybe do some walkthroughs and things like that. Because I think rest at this point is more important than anything you're going to pick up on the in practice other than maybe shooting and things like that.
2: Yeah, and one more thing to note. Uh, Patrick McCaffrey, questionable for tonight's game. He missed the oh. game on Monday with a hip injury. That's huge. Connor McCaffrey, was plugged in. Oh, they just plug in another McCaffrey in the starting lineup. 10th year senior Connor McCaffrey in there. And he's been shooting really well lately after really, you know, dealing with a back injury earlier in the season. His stats are like three points a game. But lately he's shooting the three at like in the 40s uh, percent. And Iowa's shooting the three close to 40 percent over the last month. So they've improved in that area as a team. But that's big. Patrick McCaffrey averages almost 11 points a game to be questionable for this one. If you're Michigan, you probably hope he doesn't go. You're without your head coach. Uh, you know you can, like Tom Izzo says, he doesn't wish that injuries and stuff on people anymore, which is just funny. Uh, if you're Michigan, you can be like, ah, we hope he doesn't play. We don't have our coach. You know, I feel like you have a little bit of a an excuse there. Yeah, you're probably right. But hey,
4: all hands on deck. I don't, I don't care. Just win, win the game, right? And uh, and let's move it on. Let's move on to the Big Ten tournament. AB, it's going to be fun down there. Back to St. Elmo's Clay. We'll probably let you come as long as your dad pays for it.
2: That's right. But. Prime forty-seven, though,
4: maybe. Prime forty-seven. <laughs> that too. We'll be there for four days. What's yeah.
2: True. If, if I get
3: if I get in line now and just stay there, like you guys can just meet me a week from now. Yeah, so yeah.
2: absolutely, there you have it. That's right. All right. So that is going to be our show for this week. Enjoy the game tonight, everybody. Michigan against Iowa. Michigan Ohio State on Sunday. Uh, Stay tuned at TheWolverine.com for all of our NFL Combine coverage as well. We got Anthony, as mentioned, boots on the ground down there in Indy. Maybe we'll just get him an Airbnb for the next week. Might as well keep him down there. uh, And looking forward to potentially some postseason ball for Michigan as well. So stick with us at TheWolverine.com for all of that coverage.
0: Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament.